I'm Jan Gibbons, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, partner in life, Bob Gibbons, and in crime. (laughs) (laughs) And this week on the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast, we discuss commercial real estate's reluctance to enter the 21st century technologically. I want my notepad and pencil. (laughs) I was recently reading a BizNow article entitled, CRE's Archaic Lack of Technology Use is Crippling Its Talent Pool. First of all, can I just say I don't like the words archaic and crippling? (laughs) Not in our industry, but it may be true. I know. In this article, it discussed a study by Deloitte showing that 45% of CRE employees were aged 55 or older compared to only 4% aged 19 to 24. Ouch, Billy Bob. That smacks me right across my well-lined face. Well, not me. I'm always going to be young. But you know what? I consider you to be a pup in the industry. You've only been in the industry five years, right? I've been And in you've it, been there 36. And I still am young, spry, and <laughs> happening. Anyway. And good looking, I might add. You know what? I, I I totally agree with this. And what was shocking to me about with all the this? The fact that you're good looking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue on. I had moved on. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I had looked at this in comparison to the banking industry because you think of banking as yeah. being an old fuddy duddy kind of industry, right? Yeah. Only 24% of the people in banking were over 55. Ouch. So you compare that to the 45% in commercial real estate, that really blew me away. But I see a lot of young people in our industry, but I guess when you look at it in the big context, it's, you know, I may not be seeing everybody that they're counting as being part of it. Um, you know, we've, we've tried to um, do things to try and uh, sort of pull other people in the industry toward technology. Uh, just for example, uh, e-signatures on documents. You know, we've tried to get people to do that and it has not been widely adopted and until at least until covid right and uh, now COVID's everybody forcing our hand in a lot of avenues and thankfully it, it that, right. that's the case but like even using say uh, a contact relationship management tool like a, a salesforce or something like that um, you know i still know people who tell me yeah i've got an excel spreadsheet <laughs> Or I've got a, you know, I've got a, a, a Rolodex, <laughs> you know, and it just, it blows my mind that people are still doing that. Well, you know, we, we've noticed a lack of technology in our industry, just from the lack of e-signature adoption, lack of CRM adoption, to say nothing about the crippling monopoly of the database that we use, kind of like the MLS, it's called CoStar. Uh, don't sue me, please. Joking, co-star. Bob is actually no longer employed by Riata Commercial Realty. Now, seriously, though, we implemented a new CRM system earlier this year, thank goodness, before COVID, and it is surprising that there is no gold standard. And in recent months, most likely thanks to COVID, some landlords are beginning to accept e-cigs. At Riata, we like to think that we are a cut above the standard tenant rep firm, especially in our technology usage. And I really kind of look to our broker, Billy Bob, to say thanks for that. You're the one who pushed a lot of our marketing onto social media early. You had the radio show early. 
you adopted podcasting early. I, I actually I, developed our first uh, website yeah. using a template 15 years ago, yeah. 16 years ago. And people used to say, man, you have such a great website. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I didn't think it was that great. But I guess compared to what else was out there at right. the time or the lack thereof. And since then, we've obviously turned it over to a professional who I think has done a great job with it. We've actually done it twice, redone it twice. Oh, We're on our third yeah. third mm. uh, website. Were even more hip and cool than I realized. <laughs> but since we are a work-from-home boutique tenant rep only firm, We've worked really hard to kind of create this in-office feeling between our agents and brokers. And I think our CRM system, which is based on Salesforce, it has a esoteric overlay that makes it especially for commercial real estate. But it's got a chatterboard. It's got postings. Uh, we can look at everyone's deals and where they are. And actually, when we have status, our weekly get-together meeting where we go over all our deals, we no longer bring pen and paper. I mean, I do, you know, but <laughs> I also bring my iPad and we sit there and we update in real time every deal everyone's going through. And if anyone has a question, oh, that's in the forms catalog. Go over here and look at this. We can pop everything up from Dropbox where we store all our documents and all our forms to the actual database, our CRM system, going over every client, every update all that kind of thing. And I, I like it. It's fast. It's efficient. And when we all leave and go back, to, you know, calling on clients or to our home offices or whatever, it still feels like we're kind of in the office, if you will. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I would even go further because, you know, we use uh, Dropbox for our filing system. So we try to be as paperless as possible. Mm -hmm. But also that allows us to have access to all of our documents at any time, anywhere we are, um, training manuals, templates, examples. I mean, if one of our agents says, hey, I need you know, I need this kind of a document. Well, we can just point them right to where right. it is. They can grab it right off of their um, their uh, Dropbox. They don't have to wait for us. This place sounds like an amazing workplace. <laughs> Do you happen to know of any open positions? Well, as a matter of fact, I feel like, uh, insert comment here, um, <laughs> I appreciate you asking. Yeah, we're always on the hunt for new agents. I mean, we'd love to have, you know, experienced agents come work with us. Uh, even people that are uh, sort of what I would call a junior broker that are not very experienced or people that are wanting to get into the industry for the first time that need training. Uh, we're open to all of that. But one of the things we're most interested in in the immediate future is what we're calling a transaction coordinator or transaction manager. Okay. So describe for our listeners exactly what that is and what the job would entail. Well, uh, you know, in the tenant rep world, we help end users, meaning companies or nonprofits in the that have commercial real estate needs. So that's usually going to be they need to lease or buy an office building or warehouse for their company to occupy uh, to fulfill their, their objectives. So um, let's say someone calls us, says they need, uh, you know, 10,000 square feet of office space. Um, that agent or, you know, whoever they call me, let's say, uh, would take the call and help them access their needs. The agent would get uh, access to an account set up and all pertinent information over to the transaction coordinator. And then that transaction coordinator will do a lot of the things that, you know, otherwise I would have to do myself. You know, going into the CoStar database we mentioned earlier, doing the search, finding all the properties that could potentially fit that client's needs, contacting the leasing agents to collect that data, arranging for a tour, uh, putting everything in the um, format that makes sense for a client, uh, creating analyses of those when we get proposals back, 
creating the letter of intent or the request for proposal. proposal. So there's an awful lot of um, sort of background search and um, collection of data that's necessary for us to do our job. So, um, you know, if we have that transaction manager person being able to do a lot of that stuff, uh, then that frees me up to be more analytical, a lot more time spent with the client, and uh, and doing other things that are necessary as part of the, the company. I like to call it the stand-up versus the sit-down job. I feel like the agents are to be client-facing. You're to be in their office. You're to be talking to them on the phone. You're to be going out and touring properties. And the transaction coordinator gets you ready to do all that. Well, my job is to think and talk to clients, to other people, whatever. But that doesn't mean that I have to collect, mm-hmm. that I have to search, that I have to, you know, create, do all that kind of stuff. You know, somebody else can put together the spreadsheet and yeah, I'm going to direct them. I'm going to have to help them figure out how to do that uh, initially when we're in the training phase. But, you know, it's somebody that would uh, be there to help me uh, do my job or help the other agents do their jobs. And uh, and that way, you know, we're, we're more efficient. They're getting to work within their unique ability. Uh, that they they love doing that kind of thing. So would this position be salaried or commissioned? Well, you know, that's a good point. Uh, A transaction coordinator, transaction manager is often a uh, a salaried or hourly kind of thing. Uh, It could be something where they have a bonus or a a commission piece in some situations. Sharing the profit of a particular deal. Yeah, something like that. So it really depends on the situation. You know, most of the time, the agents, the tenant reps, are a commission-only position. Um, so when a transaction coordinator, transaction manager comes in, that kind of takes some of that, um, those resources, they're helping to do that. So, you know, I would say we're flexible. Some transaction coordinators want to be salaried they don't want to have any risk for Mm -hmm. a variable, uh, salary or variable income. Uh, whereas other ones want to say, Hey, I want to be a part of that deal. I want to, you know, be, uh, be able to benefit when the deal happens that I helped to work on. So, you know, we're we're flexible on that, I, I guess I would say. Okay, one last question. Does this position need to be licensed? It, yes, I think it does have to be licensed. Yeah, Meaning they whoever takes that position needs to have a, have to have a real estate license, a salesperson's license. And the reason for that is because the law in Texas and really in a lot of states are there's very specific things that this person is allowed to do and uh, but if they're not licensed, there's a lot of things they can't do. For example, if we want this person to go into CoStar and do a search, no problem. But what if we want that person to contact the leasing agent for the landlord and say, hey, you know, I want to verify that you really do have that 10,000 square feet, and can you send me over the flyer? And how much of the rental rates are you quoting? That requires a license. It just makes the gray area go away. Yeah. and I mean, I'm vice president of operations, but when I came on board, you said you're getting your license. And I'm so grateful I have it because there's never a question in my mind of what I can do. And if I need to show property, I can. There's just, there's no hold back. And I really like that freedom. Well, and it used to be long ago, people would send their administrative assistant to go open right, a right. door for somebody. But to, you answer one question. <laughs> well, and, and even now it's gotten more specific. And the, and the real estate commission says, if you go open a door to show somebody a piece of property for lease or sale, you must be licensed. Mm-hmm. So you cannot send your administrative assistant who's unlicensed to go do that uh, legally. Right. Now, the owner of the building can go do it because he or she is a principal right. of the deal. But we're talking landlord, and we don't represent landlords. Exactly. We don't. But <laughs> Well, like in a sublease, though. If one of our clients sure. has a sublease on the sure. market, 
if they want to be there and open the space for that prospective subtenant, they can do that because they're a principal in the transaction. But because we're not a principal, we must therefore be licensed to do certain things. Right. So yeah, this position would absolutely uh, have to be licensed in our company. I'm mm-hmm. not going to speak for every company, but right. in our company, I think they have to be because we just don't want to tie their hands and limit them as to what they can do. So if you are that ideal candidate and or you know this person, please have them give me a call. They can find me at texastenantrep.com or call me direct at 972-667-0028 or email me at jan at texastenantrep.com. We appreciate you listening to another episode of the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast. And remember, at Riata, we exclusively serve companies that lease or purchase office and warehouse space. We never represent landlords. And it's going to always be that way. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please tell your friends about it. And uh, if you can, leave us a five-star rating and a review and subscribe. That always helps other people find us. Be back next week. Thanks. Bye. Oh, thank you.